Kanban on the air. Thanks for tuning in to Instagram Growth Podcast. We love having you here and it's our mission to bring you all of the latest and greatest tips, skills and know-how to make you the best Instagram marketer that you can be. We know that you have it in you and we are going to show you how. Now, let's get started. Hey, welcome to the new episode of Combin Podcast. Here is your host, Anne, and I'm super excited to be interviewing a great person, leading consultant, educator, speaker, innovator, true professional in social media and influencer marketing, Neil Schaefer today. Hi, Neil. Thanks for coming. Hey, thanks so much for inviting me. Okay, today we're talking about my favorite part of marketing. It's influencer marketing. And Neil is going to share his best practices on how to leverage influencers and influencer marketing on Instagram. But before we actually start, can you, Neil, just uh, give a short overview of your background and your experience in that niche? Sure. So I have been doing digital and social media marketing, consulting, speaking, I've written a few books. I teach at a few universities. I've been doing this for literally a decade. I, I launched my first blog in 2008, uh, oh. which turned into a website, into my first book in 2009. So I've been doing this quite a while. And I tend to speak and write about the trends that are happening at the time. So my first two books were about LinkedIn because I was a professional and that was the only social media for professionals back in 2009. <laughs> um, in 2013, my third book was called Maximize Your Social. And it was all about social media marketing strategy and social media marketing ROI as companies were trying to figure it out, right? And how much do we budget? What can we get out of it? And fast forward to a few years ago where whenever I spoke, I would look at the questions I get and I was getting more and more questions about influencer marketing. And also, hey, I'm a marketer. I want to be more influential too. So that's, <laughs> that started me on this journey of really looking into influencer marketing, doing interviews, doing research, and looking at you know uh, my own client experiences, consulting, what have you, and I realized that you know influencer marketing is something that most marketers have been misled. They've been miseducated to think it's only one thing and it's only for a certain type of of influencer. Uh, I see digital influence. I see any podcaster as having digital influence. There are only one million podcasts that exist. Yeah. So anytime you create content and you're on a social profile, you you have digital influence. Now, how much you have and for what subject matter is up, to, up for debate, but we're starting to see a trend of companies that are leveraging people that have fewer influencers and people that have their actual customers or maybe their employees of, of the customer. Now, uh, it's exciting for me to be here because I know that you know, common customers like myself, we're, we're Instagram users, we're Instagram marketers. We do more than just Instagram, but obviously influencer marketing began with Instagram. Uh, yeah. And that's where there's a lot of opportunity. But yeah, that's really been, you know, the focus. And the way I like to think of it, Anne, is, um, you know, I was watching the vice presidential debate here in the United States last night and Kamala Harris said, you know, what I learned from Joe Biden about foreign relations is it's all about relationships, right? You You stick to your word, you help people when they're in need, you want to become friends. And I think that influencer marketing is the exact same. It comes down to relationships. When you don't have relationships with people, it costs a lot of money and the results may not, get, may not be good. When you have relationships with people, they're going to talk about you without you even having to ask them. So this is how I want to sort of frame the background for hopefully <laughs> a, a refreshing view of influencer marketing and how really anybody listening could take advantage of these concepts in their own business. 
Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. And you've come a long way and I'm sure there is much to be done in the future in this field and I wish you success. Oh, thank you. Yeah. So that culminated in my writing this book called The Age of Influence, which came out in March of 2020, that really, you know, puts all this together. But I think really what we need to think about is as as marketers, as entrepreneurs and business owners, that what role can social media play in our business? And with coronavirus, and even before coronavirus, we're, we're sort of digital first. We do everything online, right? And with coronavirus, even more, we have to digitally meet our customers and buy yeah, where, wherever yeah. they are. So that comes down to, from my perspective, it comes down to search, email, and social. People are still searching for content. So, you know, blogs and that stuff still important. They're still reading emails. I mean, more people read texts, but for marketing communication, I'd say email is still important. So you got email marketing, then you got social media. And the challenge, you know, I, I will ask anybody listening to this podcast, compare the performance of your personal profile with your brand profile. People always win. People resonate more with people. The algorithms favor people. And I know that a lot of you listening, I'm sure we have what we would call nano-influencers, what we would call micro-influencers, and maybe people over 100,000 followers that are, that are macro-influencers. I have 15,400 followers, but I will outperform brands that have 60, 70, 80,000 followers on an average engagement per post. And I think a lot of people listening, hopefully you're nodding your head and you understand that for businesses, and Instagram is one of those networks where you can still do well organically. But I mean, think about Facebook and think about some of the other platforms. It's just really, really hard for businesses to organically um, get a lot of ROI. And then it turns into to becoming a paid exercise of a lot of paid ads. And, and paid ads are good, but they don't go viral and they can be expensive and people tune out ads. So I believe influencer marketing at the end of the day is the way of organically getting people to talk about your product in social media. So if you're Coca-Cola and everyone's reposting you on Instagram, that's awesome. But if nobody's talking about you on Instagram or any given social network, you need to do something to get that happening. And I don't think ads are going to get you there. I think people talking about you, and these are you know, a variety of influencers, is really the best solution for that. Yeah, I totally agree. And I adore influencer marketing and everything that is connected to influencer marketing. I think actually it's the best part of marketing that even can be and for startups and for already well-established businesses. So for everybody. So the question that I'd like to ask you is um, influencer marketing, you know, it's not something new in the social media world, but it's still very popular and we can hear businesses and people talk about it here and there. So what do you think is it still going to be popular for next say three to five years or is it going to slow down a bit and come to an end like any trend anything in our world oh i think it's it's even more popular uh and will continue to become popular for the fact that businesses will have a harder and harder time being seen in any given social media feed so you know we we say social media is pay to play for business it really will become at some point pay to play across every network. And with that in mind, you know, you can't ignore social media, right? And while you can do advertising, it's not the same as having people talk about you. So I think that we're seeing more companies have line item budgets for influencer marketing. So you have your website, website development, you got to do that. You got your SEO and pay-per-click for Google. You got your email marketing, marketing automation. If you're content marketing, you still need a blog and have you know, various PDFs and, and, you know, webinars and, and th those sorts of things. 
you need to do social media organically as a company because it's you need to be reliable and trustworthy and what have you. Um, and then influencer marketing comes in and, and, and what those programs look like are going to be dealing with not reaching out to people with millions of followers that you've never heard of and, and paying them for one time transaction, really a community of, of followers, of customers, of partners, of employees who more and more, we might consider them to be nano influencers. I mean, even on Instagram, influencer marketing industry says, if you have a thousand followers, you are considered a nano influencer. So I tell companies, look around you, how many of your followers have a thousand followers, right? So instead of reaching out to someone you don't know with 50,000 followers, reach out to you know 10 people you do know with 5,000 followers. And I think you're going to be a lot more effective. And what companies are finding now with influencer marketing, especially when they find their customers in social media, is that they don't need to pay them. They can they may have to ship them product, right? But it doesn't yeah. always come down to a paid transaction. And the ROI, Anne, is really exciting because you know when you think about it, you're publishing content, right? But your content is never better than the content an influencer posts on your behalf because influencers are content creators. They they know how to create that great Instagram set that that great Instagram content that all of us marketers envy, right? We're always trying to find like, you know, the 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 uh, Adobe presets and the angles and <laughs> colors, but they do it naturally. So, you know, I I would argue and I I've, I've done influencer campaigns on on behalf of my clients and and some of the creatives just blow away anything we've done and we've paid money for photo shoots for. So, now, instead of thinking about influencers just for amplifying your brand and content, think of them as people to outsource content creation to. Use that content for your Instagram posts, for your TikTok posts. Use that content for your ads. Use that content on your website. Use that content in your shopping cart. And there's already data that shows when you use, we call user-generated content. I'm going to say influencer-generated content, but I think you get the picture. When you use that content, everything you do, you're going to perform better. And that's a, this is a big turning point in the industry where they're now they're looking at influencers as content creators and tapping into that for their own content needs. Ideally, I tell my clients the same thing. If you're on Instagram, ideally, you're not creating any of your content. It's all being created by your customers, by your fans and by influencers. Yeah, I agree. And you said that um, it's better to actually reach out to like nano influencers or influencers with few thousands of followers instead of uh, reaching out to big Instagram stars. Yes. But what about having a brand ambassador as an influencer? So here's my take on the, the concept of brand ambassador. Um, I, I think one of the reasons why even the influencer marketing industry is saying nano influencers are good. And since COVID-19, we actually see a decrease in campaigns with micro and above and an increase in campaigns with nano. So that there's data to support this. Everybody who's micro and above, there's a fear that somewhere along the line, they bought fake followers. There's a fear that somewhere along the line, the engagement is not authentic. There's a fear that they're just in it for the money and they'll, over the course of 30 days, they'll promote 30 different products, right? <laughs> so when you work at the nano level, and believe me, I mean, if you use Combin effectively, you can become a micro-influencer without buying followers. We all know that, right? I'm sure, hope a lot of you are nodding your head. But <laughs> the, the fact of the matter is, though, that when you work with nano-influencers, the feeling is that they, they, haven't, they haven't bought fake stuff, right? And they're authentic. Their content's authentic because they haven't done that. And, and they, have a, they have a really, really strong community around the niche subject that when you get bigger, you tend to get broader. And the average engagement you get per post actually goes down the more followers you get. There's also data that supports that. So the brand ambassador is really funny. 
I consider everybody that knows, likes, and trusts your company the ability to be a brand ambassador. So I guess when I talk about this program of bringing in these nano influencers that surround you, your customers, your followers, your employees, your partners, you sort of want to convert them into becoming brand ambassadors. So you could call that program a brand ambassador program that is full of influencers that will be talking about your brand on your behalf. So I think that, that but you're not, I think the concept of hiring someone as a brand ambassador, sure. I mean, I, I do see in certain industries that companies do reach out to people to say, hey, we want to get a one-year contract. It has to be, you can't talk about our competitors. Will you do this and become our brand ambassador? And I think that there's still a role for that if you want to reach outside of the people that already know, like, and trust you. But at the end of the day, you know, you want to convert these, I guess, these brand ambassadors that you hire you want to convert them into becoming brand advocates like everybody else in your program. Yeah. So, so if that's the, if if that's if that's the goal, then absolutely. Because I've you know I've worked with companies as an in- influencer where they say, "Hey, we're starting a new brand ambassador program." I got one piece of sponsored content out of it, and that was it. I never heard from them. And that, that to me is not brand ambassador. Brand ambassador is long term. I, I mean, ideally a twelve month contract, and it's multiple instances of, of activation. We're we're working with each other on a regular basis. And this is what brands should want, right? The more you work with an influencer, the better they get to know your brand, the better they can represent you. Yeah. And the more of their audience actually trusts them and trust you. Absolutely. And you said the right thing that uh, nowadays people like um, more, um, they have more knowledge about that. They need to check the influencer. They need to check if he has fake followers or it's genuine following. And I'm really happy actually to realize that because even a year ago, I talked to people and they say, oh, I have an influencer for my brand. I say, "Mm, where did you find it? So what? How how did I find it? I just go, went to Instagram and found a person with a huge following. And I say, that's all. Yeah, that's all. He has a huge following. So I'm sure he will promote my products, my services quite well. But then I go and check this influencer myself. And they see that, yeah, okay, he has 50,000 followers. But it's kind of 10 to 20 likes on each post. And I say, oh, what about engagement trade? Haven't you checked that? Why should I check that? And now many, many people just trying really to check the influencer before they start working with that. And I'm, I'm really happy for people to understand these things. Oh my gosh, that is such a great point. And it's, it's dangerous because, you know, the, the, I'm not part of the influencer marketing industry. I'm a, you know, I'm, I'm a third party consultant and speaker and author. And I found that the industry tends to push people with more followers because they can make more money, right? You're going to pay more. But in, in that case, people then go after followers without, you know, because there's money to be made. And from your perspective, the followers alone don't, I mean, you know, right? You, you see your engagement, you see your statistics, you want to get that engagement. The followers have no meaning if there's no engagement. And in fact, that's an absolute red flag. If you're at 50,000 and you're getting less than 0.1% engagement, that those are fake followers. I, I mean, anybody who's been using Coleman, anybody who's on Instagram for a while, you can see through. So before reaching out to people, you want to have the same sanity check, right? And um, that's why it's really exciting. You know, when you look through your own followers, I work with a, a client that's active. Well, they're not even that active on Instagram, but we took a look at their uh, their customer database. And there are tools out there where you can find the Instagram profile URL for any email address, okay? 
that, and I, I highly recommend you do this. There's nothing illegal about it. All the data is publicly yeah. available, right? So, and, and most big companies are doing this. It's called a, a social media appending service anyway. And when we did that, they went through, I mean, they found people with hundred thousand followers that uh, on Instagram that were, that were an actual customer of theirs, right? Wouldn't you rather reach out to those people that already, you, you know, they already buy from you? Uh, rather than reach out to someone you don't know. And what's really incredible, it, it's a company in the in the hair color industry. Um, they also use social listening. And actually Huda Beauty, who has 30 million followers, one of the top 10 influencers, actually mentioned them, mentioned that she uses their product, right? And, and so this is another area where if they may not be following, they may, may not be a direct customer because they buy the product through Amazon or what have you. But if you're listening and you hear people talking about you and you see who they are, I mean, every every company can already find these influencers that already like, know, and trust. You might not be able to find a Huda Beauty with 30 million followers, but <laughs> you're going to find at least nano influencers out there that you could begin to, you know, start to sp- have some experience working with someone outside, understand how they operate, how you can collaborate, because everybody's different. It, it's not as easy as it sounds, but if you just remember, it's all about relationships and giving before taking and being very generous and offering free product. There's so many influencer marketing case studies of, you know, companies just offering a month's worth of free product or a year's worth of free product and the amazing word of mouth they got from that, which generated business, right? You know, make friends, be generous and find people that already know, like, and trust your brand are really three of the best uh, tips I can give you. Yeah, nice words. So Neil, do you do much of influencer marketing and consulting? I do. Uh, I, I find that in influencer marketing, so I'll, I'll sort of lay out the options, right? In influencer marketing, there's a few different options. You have influencer marketing agencies. So if you want to give Gary Vaynerchuk a big a big fat check every month, um, that is an option, right? VaynerMedia and all the big agencies will do influencer marketing for you and you don't have to do anything. So uh, if you have a big budget and you don't want to get involved, that's awesome. Go there, right? Uh, if you want to get a little bit more involved, there are influencer marketing tools companies. Now, these tools companies often have, they're also sort of consultants, but it's all based on their tool. And the tool will help you find influencers. Instead of you searching Instagram yourself, it uses data and algorithms and AI and tries to find the best influencers for you. So that is a sophisticated, there's a number of sophisticated tools. You're looking at several hundred dollars a month. Some charge a few thousand dollars a month to get access to that. You then have what are called influencer marketplaces and influencer marketplaces is where influencers sign up and say, Hey, I'll, you know, I'll post something on Instagram for you for, you know, I'll do a shout out for a hundred dollars or for $50. So these seem to be very convenient, but you just don't know if you, first of all, is the influence real or not? And then second, is it relevant to you or not? So if you want to try, if you just want to try it out, the influencer marketplace is the easiest thing to do. And then you get more and more companies that are doing more and more of this in-house. So they might use a tool or they may not use a tool, uh, but they want to own those relationships with influencers and they want to build a program internally. And those are the types of companies that I tend to work with uh, and help them on that journey. I don't. I do more consulting than, than agency work. And I prefer to actually teach and train while I help the company so that they get a better ROI from our time together. And are there some questions that businesses and entrepreneurs should ask you, but they don't? I'm sure many people starting with influencer marketing, they just ask you, oh, how much is going to cost? Uh, how do I choose the right influencer? And how do I actually check the results? And what are the questions that you would like people to ask you instead of these common questions? 
Well, since this is a podcast, I'm going to give a shout out to one of my favorite podcasters, Pat Flynn. And I know a lot of you probably listen to him as well. You should be. Um, he always likes to say, what would success look like? <laughs> right? And so for anything in marketing, right? What, okay, you're going to spend some money in influencer marketing. You're going to hire me. You're going to spend some money. What, what do you want to get out of it? Is it is it more followers? Is it more likes? Is it more sales? More traffic? More content? It's usually a combination of those things, right? But if we can sort of determine what is important first, and then we determine how are we going to measure that, right? So, you know, one of my clients, they didn't sell directly. They sold through Amazon. So we couldn't, there were a lot of things we couldn't directly do. Um, if you have your own e-commerce store, this is going to be the easiest way to measure everything you do, right? But if you don't, or maybe you're B2B, and obviously we can use influencers for B2B as well, you need to understand what you're looking to do, the impact that influencers can have all throughout your marketing. And then how are we going to measure it? How do we determine success? Knowing, I mean, even if you were to work with 10 different influencers on, I mean, you're going to get 10 different results, right? It's almost like having 10 different ad units on Instagram or 10 different images. So it's a long-term process. You optimize over time, but you really need to begin with that strategy and clear picture as to what success looks like. Because after that, everything else falls into place. And you know, companies just go, well, I just want people to post on Instagram. I'm just going to pay the money. And that's all great. But I think you miss sort of all the different, you know, strategic things you can be doing uh, with influencers and you only get a, a part of the value, the part of the ROI that you could be achieving when you work with influencers. Yeah, absolutely. So, Neil, how can my listeners know more about you, about what you offer and your recent book? Sure. So my name, once again, is Neil Schaefer. So I'm, I'm Neil Schaefer everywhere on social media. My website's neilschaefer.com. I'm, I am the real Neil. So it's N-E-A-L. And my last name is S-C-H-A-F-F-E-R. The name of my book is called The Age of Influence. Uh, I've had friends in all around the world that have bought the book. So it's, it's available worldwide. And I also have a podcast, since you're listening to this podcast, called the Maximize Your Social Influence Podcast, if you want to learn more about this concept of, of digital influence and influencer marketing. Okay, thank you very much for coming. It was a pleasure for me to talk to you today. So much value, so much experience in just 20 minutes. That's absolutely cool. So Neil, what message would you like to leave my audience with? Um, <laughs> stop selling, start collaborating. Okay, thank you so much. Thank you. This is a podcast sponsored by Combin.com. Grow and manage your Instagram safely and organically with Combin Growth and Combin Scheduler. Instagram promotion is easy. Combin.com.